Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are already rejoicing, rejoicing and being glad in it. Amen. Amen. Um, let's just pray and then go into the word of the Lord in this place. I'm Amen. just, I'm so just full with worship. Amen. <laughs> and for those who are live streaming and those who are present here in this, in this state and in the region, come here physically. <laughs> There's certain things you got to receive physically here. And I speak that right now. Um, I speak increase. I speak more than enough right now in this place. So, Father, we just thank you and praise you for just who you are in person and virtually, Lord. We thank you for the increase in this place. We thank you for the more. We thank you for your presence, and we are glory producers, and we thank you for your glory in the room, Lord. Father, as we lift our hearts before you, lift our minds, Lord, let the meditation of our hearts be acceptable unto you, Lord. Holy before you, in your sight, Lord. Let the words of our mouth, Lord, please you, Lord, yes. and let us encourage, enrich, and challenge somebody in this room and in this space and in this place. Amen. We thank you and we bless you in Yahshua's name, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may take your seat if you can. For those who are live streaming, if you are standing, you could take your seat on your couch, <laughs> in your chair. Hallelujah. <laughs> Just don't lay in your bed. Hallelujah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Amen. Um, again, uh, we thank God to be here. This is a privilege and an honor. I'm Bishop Daniel Cunningham. Beside me is my lovely wife, Overseer Valerie Cunningham. And I thank God for who she is in the body of Christ. I thank God for this great family, this great ministry that we're here to go global. I, I'm one of those, yeah, I hear you. I, I'm one of those who, um, I don't like talking to my neighbor all the time. So don't talk to your neighbor, just talk to yourself right now. <laughs> I, sometimes I get tired talking to you. I'm just being real, I'm sorry. If you, if you want something different, thank you. Thank you, Apostle. <laughs> but I say to yourself, say to yourself, I'm global. I'm global. Oh, come on, say it like you're really meaning. I'm global. I mean, we're in this state and we're in this place that we've never been before. This is a great opportunity that the body of Christ could take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we all are global. We're, we're streaming live in Africa. We're streaming live in Europe and China. We're streaming live in every area that we never have done before. Mm -hmm. What God is doing, he is not changing us, but he's transforming us. Yeah. Uh, the Word of God tells me, and, and don't get me wrong, we can be changed, but if you're changed, I'm learning from this counselor. She's a counselor, I'm a mathematician, how it works, don't ask me, hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself sitting on the couch talking, I realize I'm on the couch, I'm like, Lord, you set me up. <laughs> but one of the things I've learned from this great woman of God, she's as a counselor, as um, one that has her own organization with those who are substance abuse and mental health. And there's that, that's something you, oh, let me move on. I'm so full right now, I could just go. But one of the things I want to say was, she said there's five theoretical levels of change. And I won't go, we're not going to talk about that today. You may want to get that some other time, um, go to Empowerment Center, whatever the case may be, YouTube us. But the five theoretical um, models of change. And one of the things she said is, we cannot be changed from a standpoint 
there is a level of change. Change is not our final destination. Amen. Because um, even for those who've been changed and maybe in substance abuse, the problem with change is you can go back. Relax. You can relapse. But when you're transformed, you never go back to relapse. Yeah. Come on, all right. <laughs> See, I thought the word says in, Re in Romans that be transformed in the renewing of your what? Of your mind. Mind, mind. Thank you, Scott family. I feel you over there. You're pulling on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I just wanted to throw this out that I am honored to be here today. I want to get right into the word of the Lord. I know my time is limited. Uh, my flight's not going to wait for me. Maybe they will. In the name of Jesus, wait for Bishop. <laughs> but also I want to say, first of all, before I even go forth, I want to say thank you for each and every one of you. Uh, for those who are live streaming, for those who may be guests, visitors, who's thinking about being a part of this ministry, this is a ministry of excellence. Thank you for the administrative work that you've done and all your team. I thank God for Pastor Gabriel and also Melina. Thank you for just, as they're just excellent people, beautiful heart and worship. And I thank God for you and I celebrate you. I thank God for those who walk closer beside us as adjutants or armor bearers. Thank you so much. We thank God, Elder Diane, also Minister Lystra. God bless you, just who you are. I'm going to say this is a place of excellence, a place of excellence. And I know this started even with mom and dad, amen, pops, whatever you call them, the overseer, the apostolic overseers. Thank you for inviting us. You can invite anybody else here this particular, but you saw fit to have us here. And I want to say thank you. I am family. I feel a part. And the Lord of the Lord told me something. He said, I am not just on assignment today. He said, I'm on a relational assignment. Actually, I got that from Apostle Jones. Amen. I thank God for the bedrock. Maybe I wasn't there last Sunday. Y'all need to go on YouTube and look at it last yes. Sunday. But I feel that relational peace. And thank you for just who you are. Um, I feel like I'm back in the room. I feel like I'm back in the house. I feel like I want to ask, who was there? Just stand up. Tell me. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. I hear you. Wow. And thank you, Carol Hill, for your relationship. Um, I feel that there's some things. I'm going to drop. Can I flow? Can I just flow today? Flow for those who are typing on YouTube, whatever the case may be, or, or live streaming virtually, just type in there, just flow. Um, there's some things God gives us with divine coincidence. I know that too. That's like an oxymoron, but there's something called divine coincidence. And sometimes when you meet somebody, you don't think that that is, you know, and I think one of the things is Carol Hill and Jeremiah was a divine relationship. There's a divine coincidence for, for a moment of time that lasts forever. She speaks highly of us, but then she goes and speaks highly of this house here. She said, I just couldn't find a house like our house. I said, there's one out there. You'll find it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, we thank God for abounding grace, Family Worship Center. We're here to minister to you. We're here to minister not just to the leaders, but to the house. Yes. Yes. To the house. Somebody say the house. the house. Oh, you say it like the house. The house. Uh, we we might have just changed the name, but it's still a bounding family worship center. <laughs> I'm just going to be me. Can I just be me today? Um, one of the things, I really appreciate your bishop, um, Bishop Daniel Robinson. Uh, you can laugh because I'm thinking the same thing, Robertson. Um, I was here yesterday celebrating the installation or even the continual installation, the passing of the baton, you know, through both the Scots and the Joneses. I'm good to see, good to see you both in that area. 
And that passing of the baton was a transformation being done. Because once you pass the baton, and I, I ran a little track. I wasn't fast enough to keep on the track team, but I ran a little bit. And I did ran, run the relay. I ran the third leg, so you know that means that he was the slowest. <laughs> yeah, if you know strategically, the first and the last is probably the fast, and then the middle ones, but neither here nor there. But once I gave that baton to the last leg, I can never give it back. You know why? Because when I gave the baton to the next generation, they never looked back. They couldn't afford to look back. Oh, time was of the essence. Oh, I feel something in this place. Hallelujah. I speak to us in this room. Hallelujah. The baton was not just passed to the leaders, but it was passed to each and every one of you. Time is of the essence right now. Hallelujah. Take advantage of the time. And I love what Bishop said, Bishop Daniel. And I looked on a program. I said, I should not be speaking today. Hallelujah. I was a little nervous yesterday. Then I saw the last name. I said, thank you. Amen. Amen for that. But his word was encouraging and encouraged me. And he wants to let us all know that you're packing. You may not know it, but you're packing. Oh, you're packing. You're packing with power and authority. Listen, not just dunamis power, but the exousia authority, which means I can exercise the power. Yes. The problem with the body of Christ, I suppose, let me, this is just in it. The power, the power, we, we have the power, but we don't use the authority with the power. I speak that you use the authority with the power to go forth in the things of God in this place and in this space. Oh, Mr. Valley, anything you want to introduce before I just get into the scripture and the word of the Lord? I know. We just... Do I have anything to say? <laughs> you know, I believe that the Lord has sent us here to, to, to declare yes. that there is a next level manifestation. Wow. And if you could just say that in the atmosphere, next level wow. manifestation. Wow. A couple years ago, the Lord took me to Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6, and he says, you've been at this mountain long enough. What was that? What scripture is that? Deuteronomy, chapter one, verse six. Mm. You have been at this mountain long enough. Come on, I feel that one. It's time to move. Amen. And anybody in your life, you feel like you've been at some place long enough, and it's time to move on to the next place. And if you know anything about Deuteronomy, it was just a repeat of what was already been said. And so there's a transition that's taking place in Deuteronomy. There's a transition that's being taking place right now, not just in the natural, but there's a spiritual transition that has already begun to take place. And any time that you declare in the atmosphere that there is a next level manifestation, it's going to lead to another dimension of warfare. Mm, that's good. And the warfare in this season is going to be different than it was in your past season. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because there's a heavy price to pray for the manifestation. And oftentimes we think God is after, the enemy is after our purpose. He's not after your purpose. Say, so he's not after my purpose. He's after the manifestation of your purpose. Amen? Amen. I want to say this. Let's go into the word of the Lord so you don't think I'm doing heresy here. <laughs> Isaiah 43, verse 19. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you, everybody, for just being present here to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. 
This is, um, again, a relational assignment, which means I relate with this assignment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was prophesied in my life just a few minutes ago um, by Prophet Doreen that, you know, we'll never be the, change, never be the same, and I feel that. I, I really do. I agree with you, um, Pastor. And I, I sense prophetically that you're in a transitional place. Um, I think both of you, but I'm going to speak to you, Sir Walter Scott the third. 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 Can't forget the third. Hallelujah. That even though we may call you pastor, God is still transitioning you to who he called you really to be. I, I really sense that. I sense that heavily. I say that to say this. Uh, when we call people by certain titles, mm -hmm. we have an expectation. Uh -huh. And um, lady, patient, you was, you're gracious, you're wise. I, I heard you about set gifts. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about set gifts. That's where we get the word set gifts. In our house, we use the word set gifts as leaders or those senior leaders. Mm -hmm. Because if we call people outside of who they really are, we have a false expectation they can never have to experience, we can never experience from them. Mm -hmm. So I sense that passing of the baton was also a shifting of who he really is called to be. Mm -hmm. I, I, I sense that so heavily, hallelujah. And so wear that title loosely, I guess, <laughs> if I can say that, please. Yeah, I don't know. And walk in the fullness of who God called you to be and not what others are calling you to be. Isaiah 43, verse 19. I just gave you time to get it, I guess. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? That's the question. Shall you not know what's going on in this season of our lives right now? There's something going on uh, in this um, pandemic exercise that I call it. <laughs> oh, I love this house. I love this house. I will even make a way in the wilderness. See, your wilderness, we've been defining that as a place of struggle, a place of, of things that, you know, Lord is dry, but really from the Hebrew standpoint, and I, I have a book called The Holy Tongues, a Hebrew Tongue. You can look at Amazon, and, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I've been doing some study Hebrew, and that's talking about the book of Deuteronomy. In the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, they don't say Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number Deuteronomy. They use the first Word, they used words in the first verse to describe those books. And the word wilderness, um, bar misbah, which talks about um, bar, Hebrew word for bar or ben is son. And when you say bar, let's give me something, please. And that always happens when I come up. It's just sinuses. Everything is not COVID related. Hallelujah. <laughs> There are other things out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bar Mispa. B. And so when you talk about the wilderness, 
there's water in the wilderness. Miss, mm -hmm. uh, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and each letter has is a picture. Each letter is a number. Mm -hmm. Each letter has a spiritual connotation. Mm -hmm. And with the Hebrew, you can't get this from the English. So when you go in the wilderness, mm -hmm. and part of the word wilderness in Hebrew is sun, in the beginning of it is uh, Dar was talking about the word, the word. Yeah, for those who know a little bit of Hebrew. So when you're in your wilderness, mm -hmm. that's where you get your word <laughs> from the sun. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, come on. You know Matthew chapter 4. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jesus in the wilderness, he, get his, he gets the word. So in your wilderness experience from the Hebrew word, is where I get the word from the sun. <laughs> Come on, ask Apostle Paul when he was in his in this prison place. We look at these scriptures that he wrote, these books that he wrote. He gave us divine revelation in his, it seems like his wilderness is when you get your word from the Lord. Oh, come on. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's in your wilderness that you think you're going to lose your mind. Right. But it's in really the wilderness it. that you think you're going to lose what you have been worked so come hard on, for. On. It's in your wilderness that you have to lose your mind and open up your mind to the possibilities of really what God wants to do. So as long as we stay stuck in our own minds, our own way of doing things, we can't have the mind of Christ. The whole purpose of the wilderness is that you would get the mind of Christ, that you would get the word from the Lord, put it in your mind, and then you can move forth into another level of manifestation. Amen? Wow. And so I don't usually put a lot of titles, but if you want to write something down, this is the day of divine exchange. Oh, my God. I hear you, Lord. So I know I won't be able to give you everything today. Hallelujah. There's some things that are going to be caught, some things are taught. Today is going to be caught. Hallelujah. Catch as much as you can. Hallelujah. In the spirit. And the Lord said, I will do a new thing. Who did he say? I will. He didn't say you, but what? I, I will. I don't work for God. I, as an apostle, I, I'm challenged with different sayings and cliches and people run around seven times and slap your neighbor three times and trip somebody four. You know, I, 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 thank you. I'm, thank you. That's not here. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he said, I will do a new thing. I don't work for him. I work with him. Amen. Why I work with him? Because if I have his spirit inside of me, my God, I obey what he is saying, and we work together to manifest what he has called us to manifest. Yes. Amen. I'm here to take care of my father's business. Yes. Right. <laughs> Ooh, my, I feel something, Apostle. I'm here to build the ground. I'm here. I'm a carpenter who's standing on the bedrock. <laughs> the thing I'm saying in this season, I'm talking about 2021. Thank you. I'm talking about right now. Can you see I'm doing a new thing right now? You didn't know you was global, but now you're global. <laughs> you didn't know there's some things that God said, I'm going to take care of you. This has been I, Apostle uh, Robinson, he, he really said it. You know, this has been such a tremendous blessed year for us financially, emotionally, and all that. I think for the body of Christ, even naturally, how many times you can just be at home and still get a paycheck? 
Still get new house, new job, new position. What God is saying, have you taken advantage of the rest? This has really been a time for us to rest and reset. You know what we've been saying? I can't wait to know him. I can't wait. And the Lord said, take advantage of the now. Somebody say now. now. Stop worrying about the future because let the next day worry about itself. But what are you saying to me right now? Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. What are you saying to me right now? Can you see? Shall ye not know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing a new thing. It's not new to me. It's just new to you. <laughs> And I want to say this, and Apostle, feel free to jump in, uh, prophet, wife, friend. The new is not about me. Thank you. The new is not about me. I'm speaking to the leaders and I'm speaking to the house and those virtual. When I use the relationship, the divine coincidence with Carol Hill and Jeremiah, it wasn't just about that. It was about connecting the body of Christ for a mandate. And that she connected to the oil here and realized that there was an oil that I needed connected out here in this East Coast, in this particular region. And now what the Lord, I believe, has continued to do, he's, he's networking the same minds together. And causing us to understand that we have influence and power in each of our regions. But when we come together, we become global. What is my reserves becomes your necessity. What is my, what is your reserves becomes my necessity, what I need. And what I begin to realize now is that I had to reset all my assignments, all my relationships. I had to evaluate these last year, this last year of every relationship. Amen. That's a good relationship, but is that the God relationship that God wants me to walk in? I don't know about you. Have anybody, do, have any, do anybody been reevaluating some things here on um, a job, in my relationship at home, and said, Lord, I have to reset some things. Amen. What I, what I did, I just emptied my calendar 18 months ago. I said, I got to empty it out, and Lord, you fill it up, because I was doing something good, but was it godly? Was it, God? was it, God? Was it right? Because what is good does, does not necessarily mean it's right. Wow. wow. Amen. And as we evaluate, God is establishing new paradigms in us. There, there you go. As we evaluate how life is, there's a different pattern that God wants to establish in us. But in order to, to establish that, he has to break up the old so he can introduce the new. I said a while back, I said, what if COVID was not from the enemy, but it was from God? I, I, I want to say that again because oftentimes we say, oh my God, that was, that's it. Yeah, but what if COVID was to set us it. on the right course again? Mm-hmm. What, if, what if COVID was to stop us in our tracks and make us change the trajectory of where we were going because where we were going, we thought was good, but it wasn't God. And so when, we, when COVID comes along and it says it's time for a pause moment, maybe it takes 18 months for us to pause and get it right, but God said there's a pause moment that I want you to take advantage of. And when you take 
take advantage of the pause moment and you get the reset, then the course that I want you to be on, that's the course that you'll be on. And so when we look at abounding grace, we look at God did a divine reset. Amen. He gave us time to get some things that were that needed to get in line. He gave us time to be able to do that for such a time as this. And so when we make our declaration about we're going to the next level and we've walked into the next level or we've walked into another dimension of God, we have to begin to wage warfare on the prophetic words that have been released over wow. our lives. Amen. Wow. First Timothy chapter one, verse 18. And I want to read it in the passion version because it, it says it so much differently than um, wage a good war. It says, so Timothy, my son, I am entrusting you with the responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment and this great work of ministry. I believe that's what's happening right now. I believe that the words of prophecy that were over your life and over the life of this ministry is now being fulfilled. And it says, with this, encourage you, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues and are now destitute of, true, of, the, of the true faith. This is how we wage war. Amen. We wage war by reminding God of his word. This is what your word said about me. This is what your word declared about my future. This is what your word declared about my purpose. So it's a different kind of warfare than the, the foundation layers laid. It's a, they, they don't That's have to good. fight the same war that they fought because they already fought it for you. But this is the kind of warfare that when you go, when he says to Joshua, I want you to take Jericho, all you got to do is walk around the wall and then all you got to do is walk Worship around the wall and the walls will come down. You don't have to fight like David fought. You don't have to have a bloody warfare in this season where there has to be fatalities and casuals. But all you got to do is give God praise. All you got to do is open up your mouth and give him a thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, there's nothing like you. And then the walls will begin to fall down and the breaks will begin to shift away. So all we have to do in this dimension, we don't have to fight that same old fight. We can be like David when he saw Saul in the cave. God will give you a piece of your enemy without having to do anything to your enemy. God will lift up a standard for himself. You don't have to lift up the standard for him. Wow. Wow. I'm talking wow. about a different kind of warfare. Say, this is not the same warfare. This is not the same warfare. That's good. Wow. As you're jumping back and forth in your word, Going back to Isaiah about this is not the same warfare. Let's go back to Isaiah 43. We like those verses 19. You like that new beginning. It sounds good. But we got to go to the beginning of the chapter to understand what leads to the new beginning. <laughs> so Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2, because this is not the same warfare. But now, <laughs> you pulling on me already, man, and God is already pulling on me. He had the word. He just, it was nice to bring me up today. <laughs> but, but now, but now, which means you need to read the chapter before to understand. But let me just, I don't have all day to talk about that. But thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob. Uh, and he that formed thee, 
O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to walk into the water before you see the miracle. We know that's a different generation. That's a Joshua generation. The Moses, we have to see the water split first, then walk on dry land. But in this generation, I want to even know in, in this next generation, I got to walk in the water first. Hallelujah. I don't need to see. I know what your word said. I'm standing on what you told me. Woo. So when I go to my promised land, my, when I cross over, I got to step into the water. Listen to this. That's overflowing. It's, it's trying, to, they're trying to distract you in your eyes. But you got to know in this eye here that what the word of the Lord said is step in and watch the miracle. Hallelujah. That's another, that's another word. Let's move on. It says this. I will be with thee. Thank you, Lord. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shall not be burned. You know why? Because I'm at a different degree. <laughs> you are pulling on Bishop. See, the hottest fire is not the red fire that you put on your match. See. I'm the blue fire. Hallelujah. <laughs> so when the Hebrew boys went into the fiery furnace, it was a, they were at a, come on. They were at a different degree. They was higher than, hotter than what they went into. Okay, that's another word. Let me, that's, that's not today. Let me move on. Thou shall not be burned because I'm a blue fire. I'm not, God is not just a consuming fire inside of me, but I am a consuming fire to the world. Mm, okay, move. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Let me jump back to verse one. Um, pastor, transition, set gift of the house, Sir Walter, Scott the third. He was pulling on me on the first verse. He said, Bishop, go back. I created thee, O Jacob. I created thee, O Jacob. Father Scott, in the beginning, the very first word in the Hebrew Bible, and even in the English Bible, is in the beginning. The Hebrew word for that is Bereshit. Bereshit, in the beginning. And it says Barak, which means he create. Barak, create. Elohim, are you with me? You, he create, God created things out of nothingness. He, he, you understand that. He creates. Oh, Jacob, from the beginning, I'm speaking, watch me. Jacob, oh, Jacob, I created, I started, I laid the foundation. But guess what? I'm talking to Israel now. Israel, I formed thee. I don't know if you understand. <laughs> See, Jacob, I created thee, but, but if you go through the process, Israel, I formed thee. Oh. Come on, Israel. What, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, Jacob, I created, Israel, I formed, two names of one person. 
Oh, we walk it in one spirit because there's another dimension. What overseer was talking about, there's another level of warfare. There's a next level of warfare that we got to encounter. I've created thee, but from the process of time, I formed thee. And I changed your name, even though you're the same. Oh, okay. Let me. All right. Maybe, hopefully you get what I'm saying. And, and, and he's saying this. The purpose is so I have redeemed thee. The Hebrew word for redeem, gala, which talks about its three letters, gamet, um, aleph, and lamet. And it's like Daniel, Daniel, L. When you end with L, it means God. Right, thank you. So God is my judge. Dan means judge. Hebrew, God is my judge. Michael, L, God, is, we're talking about that. And so when he said, I redeem thee, hear this, from the Hebrew, he said, I am lifting up L. I'm lifting up God. What's happening is there is a kingdom manifestation that's happening so God can be lifted up to who he called. Let me just go to my conclusion. I just want to make Jesus famous. Let me say it again. I want to make Jesus famous. So I have to decrease and become who God called me to increase Israel. <laughs> That's why it's a new thing, because there's a shifting happening in the earth right now. So uh, let me stop right there. I, I could keep going. Let me. So that's why we have to rethink everything we thought we knew. There you go. <laughs> so everything you thought you knew, we call it in the social work field, metacognition. Yes. You got to think about what you're thinking about. <laughs> so many times we don't want to think about what we're thinking about because we don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. You hear people, especially when you get to a, a place of transition. When you get to a hard place, you just like, I don't want to think about it. And, and so we, we do everything to distract ourselves from thinking about what needs to be thought about. But this is a season as we go to the next level that we have to start thinking about what we're thinking about, which is, which is metacognition. And so that when, when we face these things that come before us, that we're not resisting what's working for us. And so in this time of manifestation, wow. there's some resistance that's wow. going to come. So just we're celebrating right, right now, but there's, there's some resistance that's going to come. And, and, and when the resistance come, you know, we, we, we can't resist the resistance. We got to let the resistance work for you. Say, make the, let the resistance work for you. Come on, let, 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 it, let it work for you. Because what it's doing is, 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 is giving good. you some momentum. See, what, what the resistance is doing is it's causing you to, to build up some muscles that you didn't know that was there. What the resistance is doing is causing you to, to press it a little bit more. Have you ever been in a, a windstorm and you're trying to walk in the wind and you you got to brace yourself because there's there's so much resistance that's going but when the lid when the when the wind lifts you've got a momentum that will push you into the next place of purpose so this is that time to to make the resistance work for you to everything that's opposing you everything that's coming against you it's not working against you it's working for you it's going to give you that momentum to push you into that next place of purpose where you thought you was going to have to work hard to get there but the momentum is going to put you where you already need to be amen 
And so this is that time where God is bringing to light those things that were hidden in your life. So, so all of that, all of this resistance is to bring out the hidden. All, all of this is resistance is to make you fight harder for what's already on the inside of you. So stop resisting the, the fight. Stop resisting the hard places. Stop resisting the obstacles because they're working for you. They're working for you. They're working for you. It's giving you leverage for the next place. Sometimes we need a leverage to get to that next place. This, this resistance is giving you leverage. In my business, I kept getting no, no, no. But I said, God, all I need is just one yes. One yes. I'm talking to abundant grace. All I you need like is just one here. yes. I don't care how many yes. no's that you get. All you need is one yes. So I kept trying and trying. I kept getting no after no. And I went to God. I said, all I need, God, is one yes. And I can tell you that one yes opened up the door to yes, yes, and yes. So God will open up a door for you that no man can open. He will close the door, not because he doesn't want you to have it, because he wants to redirect you to the right place. So when God says no, it's not no. It's a redirection. It's, a, it's, a, it's putting you on the right path. So this is that time where you say God is accelerating us. That's why, that's why we need the resistance to get the momentum because there's an acceleration. There's acceleration. So don't fight the resistance because it's, it's working for you. Overseer Val, wow. Can you do me a favor? Grab on to resist me. Just, I'm going to want to go this way, but I know you're, I'm not going to hurt your knee. And I want to go this way. But I'm being pulled back. Can you go a little bit more. You ain't pull too hard. You pull that. Your knee ain't hurting. <laughs> and what's happening, the resistance. I know I'm supposed to be going in this direction. How many know your direction? Mm -hmm. You got to know your direction. You got to know. But I'm, but I'm being pulled. And each time I want to go, I'm being pulled back this way. Pull me a little bit more back. I'm pull, oh, she's pulling me. But when they go through process and divine timing is real. See, I, I'm, I'm being pulled so far back. So when the release happened, do the, I'm poor with the momentum Amen. because of the resistance. Amen. Amen. So declare online, uh, streaming with us, the resistance is working for me. The resistance. So thing, the problem is expectation without divine timing is disappointment. Oh, yes, ma'am. Expectation without divine timing is disappointment. You can have an expectation on somebody, but if they don't walk into the divine timing of it, it becomes disappointing. And so in your resisting part, in the resisting time of your life, hallelujah, you got to just go with it. You just got to go. Say, Lord, I, 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 I've been, you know how we are. Lord, I've been praying. I've been giving my tithes. You know, and this should be happening. No, no, no. It's still, you're not yet ready. Hallelujah. It's not divine timing. Your expectation may be there, but the divine timing of what God wanted to happen, when he wants it to happen, because I can get the keys to the car, but I may be only five years old. Doesn't mean I'm ready to drive. Oh, oh, I'm talking to the house. I'm talking to the house. And so that's that resistance. But when the divine timing is to release, it's that time that catapult me. It will take me to, listen to this, to my next assignment, my next dimension, my next purpose without time delay. I hear something in the room. I hear something live streaming. 
For those in relationship, tell them I'm too old, too late. Guess what? It, when you say yes to the Lord, he will redeem that time. No matter if you got 10 kids or two. Hallelujah. He redeemed that time. And no matter how old you are, you just got to go with the resistance because you ain't ready yet. Woo! my God. My God. My God. My God. Ah, wow. Wow. So I want you to think about a few things. Talk to me. We got to recognize the tactics of the enemy. Yeah. <clears throat> so that while we're in this place of resistance, that we know what we're resisting. Amen. Come on. Come on. So I'll give you just three things that I want you to be thinking about. Don't let him frustrate you. The enemy comes to frustrate your purpose. Mm. You know anything about Nehemiah, why he was building the wall, they came purposely to frustrate his purpose. So you got to be aware of those people that the enemy has sent in your lives to frustrate your purpose, to get you off track, to sidetrack you. The enemy will also come along and, and don't let him make you forfeit the promise. Okay, because these are some things that while you're on your way that, that you're, you can forfeit the promise by hitting the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Amen? And so, so beware of the things that the, in your frustration that you'll respond to that will cause you to miss out on what God really has for you. And then the third thing I want you to be thinking about as we're talking about the tactics of the enemy is don't let the enemy hijack your focus. You know, he's a thief. You know, he, he comes in to, to, to take something that's not his. So don't let him take your focus off of what you really need to be focusing on and have you focus on something else. We say, don't major in the minors, major in the majors. Amen. And so when we talk about the enemy and how his strategies and tactics come along. They make us lose focus on what we really need to be focused on because there's something else that's going on. So when we are in this place of resistance and we are in this warfare, these are the three things I really want you to keep in mind. Don't let him frustrate your purpose. Don't, don't make him forfeit the promises of God on your life. And don't let him hijack your focus. Amen? Amen. So this divine exchange, we're going to have to close. We, we're just giving you too much right now. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 5, this divine exchange, I believe this is a divine exchange. Luke chapter 5, verse 37, 39. It says, and no man putteth new wine into old bottles. <laughs> Else the new wine will burst the bottles. And I'm okay, I'm okay. And be spilled, and the bottle shall perish. But new wine must be put into what, guys? New, new wines get new bottles. That's right. Well, let's talk about that. And both are preserved, and no man have drinking the old wine straight away, desireth new, for he says the old is better. The thing, and that was deep right there, the thing I want to say is that scripture is not saying I get rid of the wine skin, the bottle. If we do the, the Greek understanding, the new wine skin is actually refurbished old wine skin. Mm. Right, it's refurbished. They don't get rid of. They don't, they don't actually get rid of the bottle. We use bottle in, in the term of how we look at it from a Western culture, but from the Eastern culture, it, that's why they call it wine skin. And so, when you want to pour something new into the wines, old wine skin, you refurbish the old wine skin so it can receive the new wine. 
Jacob, don't throw away Israel. <laughs> it's a refer. Come on. It's a refer. Y'all pulling on me. <laughs> See, the thing is, the wineskin, I believe, is really a mindset. Let me say it again. I think, I hope it ain't going to nobody's mind. The wineskin is really a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Ooh, there's some things Lord has placed inside of you there, and it's shifting in that, that it's a different mindset from one generation to another. It doesn't, it doesn't compete against it, but it enhances. That's why in Galatians, he's talking about the schoolmaster, but he didn't say get rid of the schoolmaster per se. He said learn from the schoolmaster foundation and move on to another level of perfection. Okay, let me... So what I'm, what I'm saying, what can I, how should I say it, Lord? What, how? He's saying we must stay. Listen to this. I, I feel the body. I'm sorry, guys. I feel them in the room. That we, we, we understand that there's a new blueprint, Pastor. There's a new blueprint that we're walking in. How many understand that? But I feel, even I'm speaking, that sometimes we want to go back to the old blueprint. And we cannot be going back and forth. But we got to stay in the new blueprint. And God said we got to be bold to walk not in the new per se, but in the current. Let me say it like this. We must stay in the new blueprint, not going back, but forward for what is current. Somebody say current. current. Say it again. Say current. current. It's not new to God. It's current for right now for us. In the past, we, I'm talking about this old wineskin now, we like to do. We're always about doing and doing. Ah. But there's a current that God said, I don't want you to do, I want you to be. Come on, you mess with me, Apostle Jones over here. <laughs> Apostle Jones in the front row. She say she changed her flight to be here. Hallelujah. I thank God. I, I want to say this. It's time for us to stop doing and just start being. Because if I be, I automatically do. But if I do, it doesn't mean it'll last forever. Uh, so be who God called you to be. And you'll be able to do what he called you to do. My current situation is not about doing, it's about being. Wow. And so, uh, rest in the measure that God has given you. Let me give you three things. She gave you three things. What are the three you gave us earlier about um, the frustration? Help me out. Forfeit. And not hijack. See, we enemy cannot take nothing that we don't give him. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Stop telling he stole from me. No, you gave it to him. That, that's it. All right. What I'm saying is this. This is what I'm saying. Let me go back to the three measures because this is where I'm, I'm, I'm just have to stop here. In Ephesians, God has given us a lot of measures. One of them is a measure of grace. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4, he gave us a measure of grace. Mm -hmm. Christ didn't walk in a measure. He walked in an unlimited measure. Yes, right. But he's given us as people a measure of grace. 
Matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter 4, it's about the unity of the body of Christ. He didn't give me all this. All, everybody can't be an apostle. Everybody can't be a prophet. Everybody can't be an evangelist, pastor. Why? Because um, he wants us to come together. Okay. Measure of grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he gave us a measure of rule, our metron, a measure of rule. Okay. And then the third measure in Romans chapter 12, after verse 1 and 2, I know we get happy in verse 1 and 2, but you got to read verse 3. He gives us a measure of faith. Of course, Christ was unlimited in all three of those measures, measure of grace, rule, and faith. I want to talk about rule just for a quick second. Since this is some level of an installation service, but it's more than that, because installation means there's a level of celebration and a level of dedication and consecration. Think about it. We're celebrating, and there's a level of dedication and consecration. I've sensed that yesterday. This man and woman of God, amen, I thank God, they received something yesterday that um, it was a transference. Hallelujah. My God, you had the right people at the right time. Ooh, my God, to be who God called you to be. Listen, and when things come up, when high hell and high water come up, you don't have to worry about doing it because you're already being it. <laughs> You won't have to worry about saying, I throw in a towel. You only throw in a towel when you was doing something you weren't supposed to be doing. Let me move on right here. So, ah, 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 so, ah, ah. 2 Corinthians 10, 13 to 14 tells us, I'm talking about just the measure of rule. Not the, not the other one, just the measure of rule. He says this, he says this in the King James, but we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. There is a place, listen here, that God is, we have a certain measure of rules. Don't go out your measure of rule. You'll lose your effectiveness. Come on, you, you hear it? For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure. There was a passing of Pratan because there was a shifting of the measure. Uh, you're not you, you hearing me. I'm not even going to say that. As though we reach not forth unto you, but we preach the gospel of Christ. We're working together, but the shifting was to shift another level of a measure of our metron of rule because I can't go beyond my grace that God has given me for us to rule in the earth. Know your measure. Don't, cop, don't be a copycat of everybody else. If you're not an apostle, stop making those cards out and calling yourself something that you're not. Know your measure of what God has for us. This new beginning, and I'm stopping to let go, go ahead, Apostle, just take it home. You the preacher, I'm just teaching. It's about a kingdom experience. It's about a kingdom experience. Not a church, a kingdom. In the kingdom, I don't necessarily have to touch you to heal. I could just walk by you. <laughs> Mama, you mess with me. Come on. <laughs> For the kingdom, I don't have to be present, but I can speak in the airwave. And listen to this. There's a certain vibration. There's a certain sound. See, the problem is if you want your healing, we've been working on the wrong sound, wrong frequency. Everything in the body of Christ has its own frequency for your healing, for your deliverance. 
Deliverance has a different frequency for healing. Then we gotta we gotta tap into the right frequency. He's not looking for just us singing songs. He's listening for a sound. And the sound starts in heaven and comes into earth. Then it goes back to heaven because there's an agreement with the sound. I speak to abundant, hallelujah, Grace Family Christian Center. I want to, I know I changed and messed up the name, that this house has a certain sound for the region. Because the baton has passed and changed for the measure for you to walk in. So walk in your measure. Walk in your measure. Walk in your measure. Walk in it. Minister, walk in your measure. Elder, walk in your measure. What is your measure? Don't copycat. Don't copycat. Be an original. Be a pioneer. Do something that nobody else has done. Woo! What I love about this service is simplicity. It's not all complex. Let's worship God and get into the Word. Amen. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. tired of A, B, C, D selection. And the Word hasn't been forth. Amen. We're global. Amen. And we create a sound. What sound are you creating in your house? What sound are you creating on your job? When I walk into my job, I'm a, a professor at a college. I don't tell her I'm a bishop. I don't, I don't carry a big, thick Bible, house Bible with a big cross on my neck, head stooping down. No, no. But they come in, my co-workers come and say, hey, hey, Daniel, hey, man, can you just pray for me, man, my fam, this? Because there's a sound that will kingdom experience create a sound. Jesus didn't say, he didn't preach just the gospel. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. It's time for us to start preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Not the church, the kingdom. Luke tells us in something that the church, I am the church, but the kingdom is within me. So the sound must be a kingdom mandate that even if you don't open your mouth, they sense something different in the airport. You don't have to say, God is dope shirt on there. I have one, but I love it. But, just, but they sense something. They, they know, they know, they know something. This. The stewardess knows something different about you. They gravitate around you because there's a sound. You producing in the room. That sound is here. That sound is here. I was in worship. I'm, I'm saying, come here physically and embrace the sound. There's a new sound. There's a new sound. Say to yourself, I'm going to create that sound. I'm going to create that sound. That, come on. Come and on. that sound come on. is a sound of enlargement. Ooh, I hear you. I want you all to say that abounding grace. A sound is a sound abounding grace. Is a, of enlargement. The Bible says enlarge the place of your tent. It's time to enlarge. To so stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. This is 
This is not the time to hold back. This is, this is the time to expand. Guess what? He said, lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will depossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Abounding grace, the sound of enlargement yes. has been unleashed in, in the house. He's preparing us for the more. That's the word. That was the word. He's preparing us for the more. The worship created the place of the sound that we could enter into more. Before he expands us, the more we got to be even more intimate, more faithful, more committed, so that he could trust us with the more. God is saying there's a, there's a sound of, a, 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 of the strategies of heaven being unleashed. There's new strategies in the sound. Come on, pull the strategies out of the sound. He's, he's releasing strategies from heaven. Come on, receive it, receive it, receive. Come on, come on, he's expanding, he's, he's establishing new strategies God what is the strategy for expansion what is the, the strategy for our building what is the strategy for our location God what's the strategy who do we need to talk to what bank do we need to go to come on the strategy who do you want me to connect with to have the conversation it's the strategy Come on, the strategy is a relationship. Who do you, who do I need to talk to, God? Who do you need to drop in my spirit? I know there's a connection I need to make. That's the part of the strategy. Come on, he's releasing, he's releasing strategies for the expansion. Yes. I need you to hear that abounding grace. Strategies for the expansion. And then I hear that he's equipping. Come on, this is a this is a transgenerational ministry. God yes. is a, a yes. transgenerational yes. God. Yes. He's not just concerned about you and your four, but he's concerned about generation after generation. And every time you hear him say, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, I am the God of Jacob. He said, I'm a generational God. This is a generational ministry. So, so this ministry is to equip generations. So God, we thank you for unlocking the power of vision in this house. Unlock the power of vision so that we all see it as one man. So God, let the vision be cast. Let the vision be clear so we all can see the vision as one man sees the vision. So God, we thank you for unlocking the power of vision in this house. Yeah. Come on, catch the vision. Catch the vision. Catch the vision. It's being made plain. 
And then God will show you how to unpack it all. You shut up because sometimes we just don't know what to do with all that we have. But God says, this is a time that I'm going to give you the strategies of how to unpack it. This is what I was, this is what the Lord gave me in prayer for abounding grace. I'm expanding you. I'm establishing you even the more. I'm equipping the generations from this house. So this is the next thing he said. So now you have to align. Get in alignment. If you're out of alignment, get in alignment. Get in the right place, a position. A few years ago, probably about, I don't know, about seven or eight years ago, I could barely walk. I was getting out of bed. I was holding on to stuff. I couldn't hardly move. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm too young for this. And the Lord said, go to a chiropractor. I was like, oh, no, Lord. The devil is a liar. A chiropractor? We've been taught that chiropractors go mess you back up. For so months and months and months, I said, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. Somebody came into the church with a flyer. Said, this is my chiropractor. And this is his ministry. So the word ministry is kind of like, oh, okay, they, 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 they care about. So I was like, no, thank you. But then I was like, no, no, I ain't going to that chiropractor. Still struggling, still can't walk. Ended up calling the chiropractor. And I went to him and he said, oh, are you Elder Val? I said, oh, do I know you? No, you don't know me, but I know you. I'm talking about divine appointments in this season. Those relationships. When I got there, he said, yeah, your back is really messed up. But I'm going to give you all your services for free. I went to him for like a year. My back was out of alignment. And because my back was out of alignment, I couldn't walk right. I couldn't stand up straight. I'm, I'm talking to the body of Christ. When we're, when we're out of alignment, we can't, we can't walk the righteous. To, to be righteous is to stand upright. We can't, we, can't, right. we can't even be righteous if we, if we don't right. get in alignment. You know, wow. it's no longer doing what you think is right in your own eyes. But it's getting in alignment with the man and the woman of God and the, and the vision for the house. There is a vision. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful vision. And your leaders, your set gifts, I'm calling them set gifts, not, not pastors, because I, I believe they're set gifts of the house. Amen. Right. And, 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 and gifts. Yes. patience. I believe that the Lord was telling me this morning that you're, you're taking on the anointing of two mamas. And you go carry the anointing of your, your, your mom, mom, and your overseer, but you also go carry the anointing of uh, co-pastor. And the Lord says that it's going to be a time that you're going to break out of the mold of, of uh, there's a boldness inside of you, God says. And that people see you as soft-spoken, but there's, there's a power and there's an authority that is in you. And God says, I'm going to begin to stir that up in you even the more. Because there's a sound that you need to release into the house. And it's, it's good that you relying on your husband. Go, baby. Go, baby. Go. Yes, that's good. But God says, I'm calling you. So don't stop pushing it over to the side. Yep, he can do it. Yep, I'm just going to be the, the nice administrator in the back. And you're hot. No. God says, I've called you. 
there's an anointing inside of you to break yokes. So what we talk about when you walk into a room and you walk past, healing will take place. It's in you, it's in you, it's in you. So God, we release and we unlock every gifting that is inside of her. The power, the boldness, the authority. Let it come forth. It is so. God said, own it. He said, own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own who you are. Become who God Without apology. Be unapologetically you. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right. Unapologetically you. Yes. Ah, Thank you, Lord Jesus.